Welcome back to the Task Talks podcast, podcast where we're talking about all the goings on in the world of school, psychology, education, our random thoughts and musings. We have come to the end of our season, um, so we kind of want to do a refresher and kind of just talk about our season and the awesome stuff that we talk and who we talk to, and also maybe kind of recap the conference a little bit. Um, but I can't do that by myself. So joining me tonight, I got the normal crew. I got Brooke and Kia. What's going on, lads? Happy School Psychology Week, Chris. Happy National School Psychology Week to you as well. And to you too, Kia. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Happy National School Psychology Week to all the school psychologists, listeners out there. We throw our joy upon you. What do you enjoy most about being a school psychologist, Kia? Uh, The fame and the money are the first things that spring to mind. Yeah, okay. No, that's that's not the world I live in. No, it's the it's the skills. It is the skill set that I learned from training to do this job because it served me in many, many ways, I think. So that's that's what I like about this job. That's a good answer. I've never heard that answer before. Thank you. Usually it's something in. Say it again so we can write it down. Oh, I definitely forgot what I said. No, it's, uh, no, I, I think the skill set, you know, we talk about this, it's hard. It's like, it's hard to learn school psychology because, you know, when we have, you know, you think about the national practice model, we have 10 domains of of things that we can do when it comes to, you know, understanding and interpreting data and making decisions based upon it, you know, behavioral and academic interventions, family support, systems change, program evaluation, all this stuff. But I think just like this wide breadth of knowledge and the, and the skills that were taught to try and you know apply this knowledge i think it's it's very valuable uh to me even though i am not an active practicing school psychologist at this time i think that's a fantastic answer okay all right good night everybody thanks for joining us on the podcast <laughs> for that. Yeah. no i really do like well because i thought i went immediately to like the extrinsic and intrinsic of like oh helping children and being advocates but i've never thought about how the things I've learned over my experience and in grad school have like served me in multiple different settings, not even just in education, but just conflict resolution in general, working with my own kids, um, learning how to take orders for my wife, like everything, right? Like it's just, (laughs) it's, it's just served me across all settings. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, Kia, we don't work in the same city or in the same district. So I'm just used to that going forward. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're like, no one's going to know someone else came up with this. Yeah. <laughs> What's yours, Brooks, since you put Kia on the spot? Uh, I think it's similar. Um, I don't know. I, I like knowing that when I show up at work, uh, I don't know which domain I'm going to be working in. Kind of, kind of what Kia was talking about. Uh, I've seen others on social media this week kind of commenting and posting about how no two days are are the same. And uh I need some of that uh, randomness in my life. So I, I just enjoy it. And I know that there are days where I upset people. And then there's some days where I really make some people happy. And yeah, I like having a little bit of that. Uh, ex- what is that? Is that, a, is that an external locus of control? Maybe? No, that's different. Or area. something else is controlling it. No, yeah, yeah. The inter- yeah, the internal locus be like you come in to decide. Yeah, that feels like rarely our days. Usually, it's you show up and twenty minutes into your plan, your day is completely rewritten by other people. Yeah, yeah, other forces. Yeah. 
So, and I'm okay with that. I can live in that, yeah. uh, in that area. I can live in that space. I think his job is not completely tailored fit, but it's got a bit of a skew towards those with the attention deficit type of lifestyle, right? Where like the team necessarily isn't always going to be there and you kind of have to just kind of go with it sometimes. And like he said, you walk in and you're just trying to find the fridge to put your lunch in and you've already been called down the hallway. And there's a parent up in the front who needs your attention as well. And also tests needs to be done. And there's a possible conflict issue going on and a teacher needs help with a, how to do a visual schedule. So, and that's your, that's your like eight to 1030. Yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, you know, being a school psychologist means being flexible. And that's why, that's why NASP adopted Gumby um, as their mascot. And speaking of mascots, wow. (laughs) Look at him. Look at this handsome devil. I know it's an audio medium, so you can't tell, but I'm holding my plushie of text from uh, the fall convention that we just returned from, and it's fantastic. It's a fantastic plushie. Brooke, describe text to our audience. Mm, Tex is uh, wearing a yellow backpack. Uh, Tex is an armadillo uh, with the, a hard the, shell. The state animal of Texas. Right. Tex has a really cute nose and a smile on their face. The tail does have the uh, segments built in. The little rings, and yeah. Yeah, I do. I think we need a button. I think we need to make a button for Tex. Uh, you know, a, I'm a happy school psychologist button that we can pin on the front of Tex. That'd be, that'd be fun. And I, I believe the cover of the podcast has Tex on it, I believe. Like he's in... Oh, yeah, he does now. The little Tex... Um, mascot is in the the podcast cover photo if you go check that out for for all of those of you who are wondering if you can order a text uh i believe that they are trying to make plans uh, and arrangements so that that can be carried out mm-hmm. um but uh if you want to save your 15 dollars until the summer institute at south padre island uh, you can definitely pick up a, a, your own text there yes text will be back at the merch booth at Summer Institute for sure. Um, I think but, you're on some. I think you're on something, Brooke, real quick about the buttons because you could sell little mini buttons and pin them onto his backpack. People, kids do that in high school. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Or we could get little, um, little convention things on your, on your land, <laughs> yeah, like your yeah, land. Yeah, I was just trying to think about ways to brand text and uh I, you know so i so I, th- I think an external accessory uh maybe a scarf um <laughs> so but but i like how kia's talking about it. you can almost use it as a way to show which conferences you've gone to and which years you've been to it yeah that'd be really that'd be really fun yeah. yeah but speaking yeah. uh speaking of the conference uh we did just wrap up our annual fall convention which means we're all very tired uh, you guys are a lot more tired than yeah, I am. You, I'm yeah, tired Chris less so. Savings ten months old, and yeah. he doesn't care about the time change. So, <laughs> yeah. So my our daughter is old enough now, but our dog is not. Our dog is too old to care. Um, He's like, this is how it is, man. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk about the conference. So, uh, what, what did you guys do? What did you like? What was fun? I'll go first because you guys had like an actual job to do while you were there, and you were there for long. For I only came up there. For the Friday afternoon sessions and then Saturday morning, which we'll all three talk about here in a bit. But I sat in on the shortage um, session, which was really good. And 
way it was framed, it was that it was going to be a bunch of Texas universities who were able to obtain money through the, what was it, the mental health grant? Was that what it was called? Uh, mental health shortages grant. Okay. And they basically, it was um, six universities and they went up there and kind of just explained the different projects that they're working on and kind of how they're reaching and taught and doing stuff with and with other school psych students. And it was phenomenal. It was great to see the cool stuff that our field is doing in the state of Texas. And six universities were doing six completely diverse and different things that were all touching on school psychology or collaboration or helping increase shortage, right? Um, I think the six that were there were, it was Our Lady of the Lake in San Antonio, UTSA in San Antonio, University of Houston's, both of them, um, Victoria and the other one was like Clear Lake, right? And then, then the UT Rio Grande Valley um, with Nancy, who was just talking about phenomenal stuff they're doing, and then UT Austin. So, but I, I think it was Amanda Real was sitting in there and she brought up a good point. She goes, This is six universities who all got the same grant, but we're doing six completely different things that are all helping a portion or a subset of our either students or states or um, areas or regions. And it was really cool to kind of hear what they were talking about. Um, and kind of like, you know, pat yourselves on the back for doing some badass work in our field. Um, and then we'll talk about Saturday morning here in a bit. So what did you guys do besides work? <laughs> a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big event. We had close to 700 people um, in attendance at the, at the conference. At the convention. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is, I think it was our second largest convention ever, if I if I recall correctly from our conversations. But yeah, no, there's there's lots. It's it's so busy, um, and, and it's good. It's busy. We have lots going on um, throughout the entire time from the pre convention once we get started all the way through until Saturday. Uh, there were a lot of great events, a lot of great moments, um, and then also just you know cool stuff. You know, like we had the the fun little. Uh, photo booth we had a merchandise table we had several vendors so there was there was a lot going on um i really enjoyed the the way the poster sessions worked out um we had a a lot of posters we had 10 different uh that's, research that's posters. good that is awesome. mass that is massive uh compared yeah. to what we've had in some recent years so you know especially coming back after after covid um, and not having the convention in person. So that was great to have this kind of response. So we had uh, a large group of graduate students here, which is great because, you know, that's the future of our field is these students and the research that they're doing and that they shared, you know, that's, that's a big part of our field. You know, we always want to be doing evidence and research-based practices. And so we had some awesome information uh, that was shared through these posters. And I think it worked really well with the dismissal of the keynote you come out, there's, there were a couple of mixer options. You could also, you could choose to leave obviously at that point, but it kind of funneled you through to where the posters were. And so that gave our graduate students a really great opportunity to, to shine and to share uh, this opportunity and, and, and talk about the different information with their, with their feathers, fellow school psychologists, their future colleagues. Yeah. Um, we also do a best poster part of it. And so I did want to highlight Scarlett Gardner, of Baylor University is our 
2023 uh, best poster presentation. She had a, a great poster on parent etological beliefs on autism spectrum disorders by parent gender analysis. And so it was research looking at, um, you know, all these attitudes about, you know, the feelings related to why children have autism and, and analyzing that data by gender. So looking at the, the opinions, the thoughts and, and feelings of, of fathers versus mothers and some of the, the reasons that they might believe their child had autism. It was, it was interesting and, you know, challenged some of maybe my assumptions about what I might've thought. And then there's, it seems like there are interesting avenues for further ways to do that research. And so, um, you know, the panel that went through, you know, we go and we talk to the, the, the students and review their posters and it was close. We had a lot of posters that we liked. We had lots of great research, lots of great presenters. These, these students did an awesome job of, talking about their research, chatting with uh, attendees and the board members who were um, kind of rating, assessing the posters. And so they all did fantastic. Um, and then Scarlett uh, is our winner. And that's two years in a row uh, now for Baylor University at Best Poster. So other universities got to step your game up. What's that? A, that a sick, that's a sickum? Yeah, that's, yes, that's what they do. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, you know, and some universities are better represented than others uh, as far as quantity uh, goes. We had a, had a number of Baylor uh, posters. We had some U of H's, uh, some TWU's, some uh, some Trinity, um, ACU. So we had we had a good some good uh, cross section there of universities. So it was it was really great. It's a good piece. All right, I'll, I'll do a I'll do a tech one next year. Let's see if we can get a text tech on the board. <laughs> Throwing it down and trying to see if they can uh, start a rivalry, huh? Yeah, it's a it's a Bro. legacy. It is a legacy. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they can go for they can go for the three peat next year, unless you know someone's going to spoil it. So, Doctor Meyer, man, she's she's getting those those kids ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a competition. It's like going up against Brady. I mean, what are you going to do, right? So. But let's see. We'll we'll get we'll get some new students out there next year. Maybe we'll get some Texas Tech representatives to be out there and kind of take back the crown, right, Brooke? <laughs> uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll throw them out there. Roll them. Roll yeah, them Brooke. Out there. Brooke and I will do a poster. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> We're and it doesn't have to it doesn't have to be grad students though. Um, so. No, that's true. No, that is true. Yeah, I should point that out while we're on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, traditionally, most of our applicants for posters are our graduate students, they're university affiliated, but there's no requirement in our uh, in our application that you do be a grad student or be affiliated with the university in order to do a poster. If you're just a, a research fan knocking out some research, then uh, uh, yeah, you too could be eligible to apply. There's some district representatives out there. Come on, guys. Let's do this. All right, Brooke. Talk to me about your conference. What was your favorite um, thing? Yeah. So there's a couple of things that I really enjoy doing every year at the convention. And, and one is just seeing everything come together uh, because it's a year-long process by a large group of people who are dedicating themselves um, from awards and honors, Dr. Baker uh, putting that together to... Kia and the poster sessions to Christy Chapman and uh, putting together the the speaker lineup. Uh, Triana McBride puts together all of the vendors and uh, makes sure that they're taken care of. Of course, you can't uh, miss Jessica Grevy, who just coordinates the whole beast 
um, the treasury team, the finance team, um, Cassie Gregory and, and uh, Juliana Carpenter, uh, Morgan Sakula uh, is the grad student rep, and she organizes um, grad student volunteers um, to stuff bags and use all of their labor up to, and, and just kind of seeing it all come together um, and kind of there's this big sigh of relief afterwards and you feel good about what happens because you get comments and people who are saying this was wonderful and we loved this session and um why you know what what could we have done to be able to go to more set you know why did you have to plan these at the same time um and so that i just i really enjoy that i like walking through the vendor area and just talking uh to the vendors and and saying thanks for coming and and thanks for um the support um you know it's good for their businesses it's good for their school districts and and universities, but it, it's also uh, good for, I think, our membership to see, um, you know, that, that there are people who are, uh, who are in the, in the kind of in our discipline and, uh, and, and want to um, spend time getting to know them. Uh, so that, that's always a big, I don't know, I just, I don't know, that's, that's kind of one of my reflections. The other reflection, Really, really quickly, Brooke, before you move on, though, as also, I think, and then also Brooke, I mean, I know, I know he skipped over himself, but, you know, uh, the web page, the registration page, the session agendas, like getting all that stuff uploaded and prepared and looking good. That's all Brooke. Um, and so, yeah, you know, everybody playing a role to pull all those pieces together. Well, it's a it's a team effort. And um, I don't know, I just... It's something I've been involved with for a couple of years, several years, and I, I just really in, enjoy it. Um, I love watching graduate students at, at convention um, and how they get to go sit and listen to Gail Sheremy and Ginger Gates talk about manifestation determinations. Um, and what? yeah, like, I mean, you know they're they're sitting there in the midst of these Texas legends, uh, and and I just I love getting to see grad students' eyes open and go, oh, I get it now. Like this is this is a family that I'm coming into, um, mm -hmm. which kind of kind of leads me into just the the grad student session that the three of us got to help Morgan with on Saturday morning um, and they took it in a little different uh, little, you know, down a little different road. Uh, we got to talk about financial literacy and, and strategies for grad students and, and launching a career. And um, I was really worried that we were not going to be able to fill up three hours of time. Um, but Brooke, uh, but we Brooke, we have had three seasons of podcasts and you don't think that we, we could fill three hours of time on nonsense talk at least I, yeah. I thought we might be out of I thought we might be out of content no it turned it turns out we needed like we needed like seven more hours apparently to to get to everything <laughs> so that was something we did on Saturday which was really fun um was actually probably my favorite thing about it was just like hanging out with you guys and just being able to present the lads and with Morgan 
and get up there because I love doing, I love, um, like Brooke said, let me rephrase that. I love graduate students and I think it's really cool to help the next generation come up into our world. Um, I think sometimes we are focused on like the school psych side of things when there's like a life skills side of it as well. And I think that was incredibly beneficial. And I that would be a session I would have loved to attended back when I was in grad school. And I'm, I'm going to actually speak to it like it was you two up there, like listen to you guys both just give the in and outs of different types of money things and how like the public service loan forgiveness works and just, you know, investing and taxes and all that type of stuff. I thought that was incredible. Um, I want to thank you guys for up there. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, no, it was a really fun, it was a fun session and they, and the students really seemed to respond. You know, we had a lot of engagement um, with a lot of really good questions um, which is important because like I said, you know, personal finance, we could have talked forever and ever about all sorts of stuff related to it. But what you really need to do is try and take away things that are going to be beneficial for you. And that's hard because, you know, there was a, there's a divide uh, between us, you know, generationally and, and uh, life reality. When you think about, you know, where these grad students are and where we are, you know, and talking through that. And so we need to understand like, what, what can we do to answer questions for y'all? Because our stage of life that we're in is, is just a little bit different, um, you know, and so uh, making sure we could tailor those those conversations and that that those strategies to where they're at um, was really applicable and, and really important. So I'm glad they were engaged in the topic and and helping dig into that for us. One thing I was slightly worried about is, you know, typically if we're doing a grad student series or we're doing something about school psychology, we can comfortably say you guys are all students of school psychology. You probably don't know as much as us. Right. <laughs> I think that's a general fair yeah. statement. Right. But then we're, we went completely off topic. So we went in finances and we could have somebody in that room could have been like, oh, this is my second career. And I was a CPA before. <laughs> and actually, all you guys are wrong about everything you're saying. And that was a risk we ran. And thankfully, nobody, no, that wasn't the case. But I thought about that before we started. I was like, well, in here used to be an accountant or is a CPA or something like that. Because or I, they, I could great, and they could just join, they could just be like, all right, come yeah. on up here. And like you start, like, you start oh, chill, come them. on up. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or they did thought we did, or they did think we were stooges and they kept it to themselves. Yes. <laughs> but, which also thank you for that. We appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, man, conference is done. It comes and it goes every year. We have Summer Institute coming up next year. So that's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll have a few webinars in between now and then. Like it's not a oh, not yeah. a text buying opportunity, but we'll hopefully get to extend some learning uh, amongst some of these pieces yeah. uh, through some webinars. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I do want to kind of wrap up our season in general and kind of, we, I mean, we don't have to brush on every single session and every single episode that we filmed this year. Um, but kind of talk about some of you guys' highlights or what were some of your favorite or just trends. My, one of my biggest things is we brought in a lot of out-of-state school psychologists um, this year on our podcast. We had uh, Sruthi and out of California. We had Dr. Oyen out of South Dakota. We brought Alec out of Hawaii. Um, and I thought that was super awesome to kind of hear about different school psychs and what they're doing and really just like the differences within our country about how school psych is practiced. And I thought that was really cool. You guys have thoughts? 
Yeah, I thought uh, we had a fantastic lineup of guests, and that's, that goes for our our Texas guests as well as our out of staters. I thought was fantastic. Uh, personally, like if we're just like you know trying to pick out like a highlight, I really enjoyed getting to talk to and getting to know Dr. Kelsey Reed. Um, she was mm-hmm. excellent. Um, she's she's just a great speaker. She was very personable, very knowledgeable. Uh, I, I I loved that episode and and getting to to listen to her and and the things that she's working on, which is a lot, <laughs> a lot of different things. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a really good episode, um, and just a great human being to to talk with and to to hear from. So that's kind of one that that just kind of stands out for me. And, and again, no no shade to any of our other guests. So we had a fantastic season. Nice. I think we had a lot of really great people who were knowledgeable and and great speakers and and fun to to have on but she's one that i feel like yeah. that episode stands out to me it's be like oh this was such a fun one uh to do and i really oh, I yeah. took away a lot yeah two up oh sorry go ahead brooke i was gonna ask you chris what what uh what stands out to you from this season so two episodes that stood out for multiple reasons um but the guests were great, but it was two episodes that there were scheduling conflicts with the three of us. So I did two one-on-ones this year, one with Dr. Oyen and one with Dr. McClure. Um, and those, I thoroughly enjoyed those, you know, just having a one-on-one conversation slash interview. Um, and with Byron, I took a risk and I think it paid off at least a little bit, but I didn't put down any questions or anything like that. I just let the conversation just flow. Now with, with Byron, it's a little bit easier because he's a natural speaker and it, it just happens to, he just does well at it. Um, but I thought that was really cool to just kind of just have a conversation um, with two school psychs that were less interview based and more just talking, right? Let's just talk about, the current state of school psychology with Byron, we could talk about it in Texas and from where he was from previously. And with um, Carrie, we could talk about how it was in South Dakota and maybe some of the regional differences. I mean, it blew my mind when she's like, there's like 107 school bikes in the entire state. I'm pretty sure I have a district here in my city that has at least 110 in their district. Um, and so like things like that and just the mass amount of space that they have to cover and regional differences like reservations and things like that, that we don't have to work with and we don't have to kind of learn those skills. That's something they, that's part of their everyday life. Um, and the fact that they have one program in, this, in the entire state and it's in the bottom right corner of the state. So it's not even really centralized. Um, but things like that, I, I loved learning about the way of life of other school sites who are doing the same job of us, but are so vastly different. About you, Brooke? Um, I, I think similar to you, Chris. I, well, I was, I did a couple of episodes solo as mm-hmm. well, and I was really you did great, about, by the way. Well, I thank you. Um, I was, I was real. It, you know, those those guests made it um, all that it was. Um, if we did get five star ratings on those, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I was, I was really nervous about being able to you know, to, to do that without you guys, I rely a lot on, um, uh, what you guys say in order to, to provide a response or, or a follow-up question. And so, um, one of those was with Dr. Linda Garza in Laredo, um, at United ISD, and she mm-hmm. has become, uh, really, uh, 
she she's really embraced the idea of providing comprehensive mental health services um, and particularly suicide prevention uh, in her district and um, and it, it was it, it it's inspiring because it's not something that you know upper administration in that district has said okay Linda we need you to do this it's as much as um, she has said it is really important for us and she's been a grassroots uh, advocate in that in that school district to enact the changes um, that have occurred. Um, and then the other one was with uh, Tyler and Lena Kitson in Kansas and um, what they've done uh, as a state association of school psychologists to impact change by um, getting the emotional disturbance uh, categorization um, modified. Um, and I think that's just really inspiring as well and, and should um, should should motivate us to to try to do something similar here in Texas. Um, and then finally, I really enjoyed spending time with um, Sruthi, um, pronounce her last name for me, Chris, Swami. Swami. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Stephanie DaCosta, um, because uh, they, both of their topics and the research that they're engaged in um, kind of surround uh, anti-colonialism, and, um, and and I I I think that as we are becoming socially just practitioners, we need to consider the roots of some of uh, the roots of um, the inequities and the discrimination and racism that has been perpetrated. Uh, in our country and be very sensitive to uh, those those colonial roots. Um, and and that was that was eye-opening for me. Um, and I think it should should cause us to be more conscious uh, in our work with with uh, with kids and families. Yeah, and I know that's kind of resonated with you because you and I have talked about it outside of this podcast. So I know it's kind of, I can attest to that, that it's stuck with you. Yeah, it has. And I'm still trying to wrap my brain and, and read. And um, I think in so many ways, you know, the literature about uh, decolonizers um, kind of goes back to social work uh, practice. And, um, and, and so we need to be leaning on some of those cousins and uh, in, in other fields uh, to help us understand how to reconcile and uh, to make to make improvements and changes in our own, own own field. So I think this, you know, this kind of brings us full circle back to where we started here with the, the National School Psychology Week and kind of, you know, what, what I was talking about is like there's always because our practice can be so vast, it can be so wide and cover so many areas, there's always more to learn. Um, and I think that's that's what keeps me engaged with this field is that, you know, I really think of myself as a, as a lifetime learner and someone who is constantly mm -hmm. trying to learn um, new things and uh, more things and, and broaden my understanding and experience as much as possible and just continue to understand as much as I can, so I can know better and so I can do better. Uh, and it ties back into all that. And so that's why I think, you know, this was just a really great, great season of the podcast. Um, you know, if you haven't made your way all the way through this uh, season, I would really, you know, recommend now that we're going to take our little break here 
until next season uh, that you go back and, and check out some of those episodes all, you know, all the way back to season one, we've always had, we've had phenomenal guests and I really do feel like I've learned something from everyone that we've, we've had on and that I've, we've gotten the chance to get to know. And so it's just a, it's been a, it's been a good year. Have you guys gone back and listened to some of those early episodes, like our transition and how much we've developed ourselves as iPod broadca- broadcasters since then have been <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would hope so, like, because if not, we're going to talk about that if we've been going and trending in the wrong direction. So. Awesome. Well, we do want to thank you guys again for listening to us and following us on this season of the Task Talks podcast. There may be a little surprise and nuggets in between seasons as we kind of go along and continue to work in education. Um, we want to encourage you guys to spread the word about the Task Talks podcast and get other people to listen. And we got three seasons of content up there and there's something there for everybody. Um, if you have an episode or something you want us to touch on next season, go ahead and send me an email at podcast.txasp.org. Go ahead and check out all the fun stuff and all the cool things we did at the TAS conference on all the TAS social medias, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, X. Um, and go ahead and give us a like and subscribe to us and give us five stars because we need that. And if you want us to continue making more seasons of this and getting on this and putting a lot of time and work into it, we need to see some type of reinforcement. So please go and do that for us. For everybody who continues to listen to us and continues to put up with our school psych students, we thank you. And until next time, make good choices. <laughs>